Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I had this toy box that was a hard plastic elephant that was huge. And I would go into the toy box and shut the lid. And I had a little hole that I would just peep out. I would be like watching everything from that little toy box. This is Camarie, Dominic Montiglio's oldest daughter. Like many children, Camarie is afraid of the dark. I had nightmares constantly like the same nightmare almost every night. So I was always scared when I finally slept in my room. I always had to have the hallway light on and the door cracked. The only difference is Camry's boogeyman is real. So one night I'm laying in bed and pretending to be asleep when my father and another man walk into the room. And I crack my eye open and I'm looking and I'm watching them. And, you know, he's not paying any attention to me. And they open, they move the little rug out of the way and they open up a door in the floor of my bedroom. And they go down into the floor and they start pulling out guns and money. And I mean, big guns, assault rifles, you know, things like that. So it made like another fear, you know, kick in to me because I was, then I was scared of that. They end up closing it. They put the rug back over it. They walk out of the room and my father, of course, and you know, he didn't remember that I had to have that light in my room. He shut the door. And so I was in there in the pitch dark, then scared that there were more guns under there and they were going to explode and kill me. So I waited until I heard them leave and I got up and I opened the door back so I could have that familiar stream of light coming in. Rather than a father who protects her, Camarie's father validates her fears. In here, it's all about demons. It's all about misery. From ID, I'm Celia Anaskovich, and this is Mafia Tapes.
Episode 4, A God-Forsaken Place. I'm at JFK waiting to board my flight, my mind racing. I keep replaying all the conversations I've had with people, a cacophony of voices who all claim to know Dominic best. You know, he's an adroit liar, my dad. I mean, he is. He is so good at lying that I think he believes it himself. He always tells the same stories over and over again. I thought he was cute. I thought he was like a teddy bear. The psycho. But he was the uh, uh, feller, I believe, that was uh, a sniper in the war. What I know about Dom, the Dom that I know, there's a good man there. But I know Dom didn't do things that they did. I know Dom was involved in violence. I know Dom was involved in drugs. I know Dom was involved in in doing gangster shit that gangsters do with his uncle. But I know he wasn't chopping up bodies. All the voices begin blending together. I should be afraid. I shouldn't be afraid. He's harmless. He's a killer. Are you fucking kidding me? He was into everything. They, they, the reason they picked him up, you know, he was, you know, he was, he killed people. He did everything. This guy was a bad dude, man. He was in Vietnam, like, I think he was in a ranger or some shit. So he, he knew how to hand-to-hand combat, too. He hurt a lot of people. I'm headed into the vast American desert to meet Dominic in person. I don't know what to expect, what Dominic will be like, and what might be waiting for me. Ross was saying that we should we can't even do an interview at your house because he's he's worried about people knowing where you live. Yeah. He's very protective. I don't know his address. Ross refuses to give it to me, or anyone for that matter. So then why are you still nervous about people knowing where Dom lives? Because, you know, I don't wish that upon him or or you know, or anybody else for that matter. I'm not like why would I want him to be in harm's way or invite that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if shit goes down, he's ready. But I'm not inviting anybody to his house. Ross wants to keep Dominic safe, keep his stories safe. In order to do so, he arranges for a third party to be with us. Like Ross, It's someone who's close to Dominic, someone Dominic trusts, and someone I'll have to trust as well. His name is Josh. He met Dominic when he was five years old and has been close with him ever since. Oh, I love Josh. Josh is, he's an amazing person too. Josh has a very big heart. As I'm about to board my flight, a flurry of texts come in. Celia, I'm so sorry. I was 10 minutes late checking my bag in, and they denied me to board. So now, I unfortunately will not be able to make it until tomorrow at 2 p.m. Josh is going to be late. I will arrive almost 24 hours before him. At first, I'm kind of excited. I'll have unprecedented access to Dominic. 
Will he open up to me? Could I hear stories other journalists only dream of? But then I remember. Dominic is an ex-mobster, and I'll be prying into his past. The anxiety of what lies before me creeps in. I take a deep breath and board my flight. As soon as I arrive, I pick up the phone and call Dominic to discuss our first interview. The plan has always been for Dominic to meet me at the Airbnb I'm renting. But with no Josh around, he makes a surprising request. He asks if I can come to him. I'm not supposed to know where he lives. There are still people out there looking for Dominic. What if someone is following me? Could going to Dominic's house put his life in danger? What about my own? But what choice do I have? I flew all this way. Josh missed his flight. None of this is going as planned. Or is it? Is Josh's travel delay all part of a giant setup? I'll be waiting with bated breath. I climb into my small white rental car and drive south. A dusty highway framed by mountains and dirt. I stop at a bakery about halfway to Dominic's house. I pick up a few donuts, an apple fritter, some cookies. Two large black coffees. I get back in the car. My heart is beating fast. I turn right. I see an auto body shop on the corner, just like Dominic said. He told me his house would be the first house on the left. It's a single level brick house. This is a long way from the bunker where he grew up in Brooklyn. As I approach, I see a carport with a truck pulled to the front of it. It looks like it hasn't been driven in years. I pull in behind it, and then I see it. Prominently affixed to the back bumper, a 173rd Airborne Brigade sticker. This must be Dominic's car. I'm here. Now what? He must have been listening for me. Because before I can even get out of my car, 73-year-old Dominic Montiglio appears in the doorframe. He's smaller than I'd imagined. Thin, bordering on frail. Despite it being nearly 95 degrees, he's got on blue and green plaid flannel pants and a colorful tribal pattern shirt. He stands in the threshold behind a white plastic dog gate. He's not moving. If you met Dominic Montiglio on the street today, you'd never guess who was standing before you. But there were telltale signs that this was the man I'd been looking for. Every inch of visible skin is adorned with tattoos. He's wearing a Special Forces baseball hat, covered in pins. When he puts his head down to unlatch the gate, I see it says, die like the rest, along the right side. As I walk in, I get the impression Dominic isn't thrilled to see me. He doesn't say hello. He doesn't tell me to come in. He just opens the gate, turns around, and goes back to the couch, where he's been watching TV. What are you watching? 
I try to make small talk, but he doesn't seem interested in any of my icebreakers. Why am I here when this man obviously doesn't want to talk to me? And then I see it. Less than a foot in front of me, on the coffee table, next to the Zippo lighter, a pack of cigarettes, and the television remote. A black V9 pistol in a brown leather holster. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Have you ever heard the expression, perfect is the enemy of good? I think about that a lot, especially when it comes to my body and health, because perfect does not exist. It's a total trap. Noom isn't into this perfection thing either. Its unique approach is tailored to each person's psychology and biology. From coaching to recipes, Noom's app provides personalized information to help you on your journey, no one else's journey. I also think it's great that Noom doesn't restrict what you can eat, and it doesn't shame you for treating yourself. And treat yourself, you should. What's more, Noom's approach is grounded in science. They've even published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles about how they work. To date, Noom has helped more than 5.2 million people lose weight by helping them build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. So why not give it a try? Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Do you mind talking for me so I can hear you? What do you want me to say? The inside of Dominic's house is filthy. There are giant holes in the walls. It smells like urine, and there are flies everywhere. That one fly won't leave us alone. Yeah, no. 
and he'll buzz right by your ear. I wonder how long it's been since his family and friends have seen him. How long it's been since someone has actually checked in on Dominic's well-being. Dominic's two pit bulls are outside, barking constantly. He keeps them outside the entire time we're together. He says it's to protect me. He's not sure how they might behave towards me, if they'd be aggressive. I got one at a uh, rescue center, and some girl gave me the other one. Yeah. The pup. But the uh, rescue center was going to put him down the next day. Him, her. And I said, no way. I said, I want him. You know, because I can't stand that. See an animal put down. People doesn't bother me. Animals bother me. You know. I didn't come to the desert to hear the same retellings of the DeMeo crew, of Nino, of Roy, but to get to know Dominic, to understand the choices he made and the choices he didn't. When do you know good days and bad? Is it just you wake up and some days are better? And You know, some days I just am a blithering idiot. And other days I'm fine. You know. The girls across the street help a lot, you know, because they come over to bullshit. And, you know, it's the only company I have here because this is a godforsaken place. Right away, it's apparent to me how he both longs for and mourns his past. But that's the place I miss the most, is New York. Yeah, I just can't be there. Tell me about the neighborhood in Brooklyn you grew up in. The neighborhood in Brooklyn. Either you were a cop or a gangster, one or the other. And the gangsters to us were the heroes. They were the ones that did the right thing. Cops didn't. You know, all they did was make your life miserable and beat you up. Because those are the days when the cops could smack you around without complaints. And they took advantage of that. But it was very family orientated, especially when you had my relatives. Because to them, cops were like, you didn't become a cop. I remember when I got back from Vietnam, I wanted to take the test to be a state trooper. Man, my uncles cursed me out for doing that. I said, I'll be upstate. I won't even be here in the city. He said, we don't care where you are, you're a cop. So I didn't go along with that because he was hardcore mafia. And, I mean, he was a captain in the Gambino family. You know, to him, that would have been an insult. The more I sit with Dominic, the more I realize that behind every story, every anecdote, is Uncle Nino. We've talked about Nino a lot, but 
Tell me, who is Nino Gaggi? Who is he? He's five, six different personalities. You know, at Christmas time, he dressed up as Santa Claus. What did Nino look like? Good looking, small, but very... He had this personality where no matter how you looked at him, you knew he was the boss. You know, he just wore it. Dominic's story is always, in a sense, Nino's story. Even decades later, Dominic sees Nino as someone who has control over him. Someone who holds his fate in his hands. Nino brought Dominic into that life. And according to Dominic, took everything else away. Because everything I wanted to do, I couldn't. You know, from the military and to the records and there was nothing he didn't have control over. Did you ever know anybody who successfully got out? Who managed to start a different life? You don't get out of that that easy. It's a hard life to get out of. I hear this a lot, that it's a hard life to get out of. But is that the beginning and end of the story? Doesn't Dominic hold some of the responsibility for how his life turned out? Do you think your life would have been different if your dad had raised you and not Nino? Most assuredly. You know, Nino had a very strange way of raising you. Not his own kids, but you, as much as he would say, you know, he's like a son to me, that's bullshit. Because that wasn't. And all of his kids made it, you know, who's not an optometrist, who's not this, who's not that. So they all went to college. I was close with them, and they all made it, you know, with college education. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nino's kids, he took care of them, and they did well for themselves. Yeah. Why didn't you get the same? Because I wasn't a son. That's why. Yeah. That's the truth. When you think about Nino now... What do you feel about him? Are you mad at him? Do you miss him? I don't miss him and I'm not mad at him. Because there's nothing that I did that, uh, you know, bottom line is I had to make my own choices, which I did. Dominic Montiglio has made a lot of choices, just like any of us. His life unfolded the way it did because of the choices he made. Dominic was a mobster, a partier, a drug dealer. Were you ever in the Gemini when they brought a body in? Yeah, plenty of times. Did you ever have to watch them take apart a body? Yeah. I didn't like it. But because of Vietnam, I was familiar with it, you know. 
So it didn't turn my stomach or anything like that. It was just like, these fucking guys, what are they doing? Because they would do it in the apartment, you know. Then they'd sit down with blood-soaked overcoats and shit and have pizza. <laughs> they'd be eating pizza while his body's hanging in the bathroom. You know. Then Roy would tell you stupid shit. Don't worry, you're not staying for dinner. You know. Well, evidently, they're not staying for dinner because they have no blood left. Do you wish you had tried to get out of it? To me, it was just a, it was one party at a time. You know what I mean? I was hanging out with Cher. I was hanging out with Penthouse Pets of the Year. You know, I mean, to me, that was amazing. But today, it's not because it ruined my marriage. It, it ruined my life. It did. I notice Dominic shift. His shoulders slump. His voice softens. I know these aren't always easy subjects. They're tough. Is talking about the DeMeo crew easier? Yeah. It's easy for Dominic to talk about the violent bloodshed, the mayhem that is the DeMeo crew. These are the stories he knows, the stories he loves to tell. But bring up his family, his marriage to Denise, and Dominic the storyteller retreats. I mean, she's still the only woman in my life that I really love. We're inseparable. Does it make you sad thinking about good times? Yeah, and blaming myself because it was my fault that the whole thing went to a blob. It was my fault. I can't blame her for anything. Have you told her that? No. Why not? Because I got too much of an ego. (laughs) It's the only thing I could think of. If you called her up and said sorry, things might be different. Dominic has made a lot of choices, but there are also a lot of choices he's elected not to make, stories he's chosen not to rewrite. And then there are the stories he can't rewrite. Well, the last time I saw her was at my daughter's wake. I stayed at her house. This is Marina, the one that's dead. Like, I got her picture, that's my youngest daughter. She died at 30 years old in a train wreck. And, yeah, it's just been, you know, you have your good times and your bad times. I've had a lot of bad times, you know. What kind of kid was Marina? Loud and very aggressive, but she was my favorite, you know, because she reminded me so much of me. Why did she remind you of you? Because of her attitude on life. You know, she didn't give a shit about nobody or nothing, you know. And she was very involved with me. Me and her were very close. There's a change in Dominic's voice. 
He seems softer, almost mournful. It reminds me of something I heard in Ross's tapes. It's Dominic. 20 years ago, long before Marina's death, he's drunk, slurring his words, depressed about what his life has become. Like we said, I mean, you could call your family and try to get in touch with them. Why don't you do that? Because they don't, they don't want to talk to me. But even if they don't want to talk to you, why don't you want to try to talk to them? Because what I think is that All right, the last word I had from Denise was, don't call Camry anymore, because she's this traumatic thing. You know, so why would I want to hurt my kids? I don't want to hurt my kids. I'll sit there and... But don't you think it hurts your kids more not to have a father at all? They don't want that. They don't want to told me that, you know, they don't want that. I mean, there's not a day goes by where I don't think about that, but why the fuck do you think that shit happens. So you're a miserable motherfucker, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, exactly. Look, is there anything happy happening? <laughs> Some people, you know, they buy this shit, but there ain't nothing to be happy about. No, I'm a miserable person. I've been a miserable person. From when I was a kid, they fucked up my life. You know, my uncles, everything. So I became a miserable person, and you know what? I don't give a fuck. It's the way I am, man. I don't blame it on nothing. When I arrived, I didn't know what to expect. I contemplated a lot of possible scenarios. Dominic could dazzle me with news stories and suspenseful dramas. He could lie to me like he's lied to so many others. He could refuse to talk to me altogether. I wondered how I'd be able to separate the truth from the lies, the facts from fiction. What I didn't expect was the man I found waiting for me, an unhealthy and fragile man who lost the most important thing in his life, his family, and who had in turn given up the will to live. Dominic has been replaying the same scenes over in his mind for years. This is the story of his life and the story of what he lost. 
Despite his bravado, his machismo, and his former life as a gangster, Dominic Montiglio is not who he once was. The glamour is long gone. The money has dried up. And the things he thought would bring him happiness, haven't. What remains is a sad man who is all alone. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. That's Josh, the person who Ross wanted present as a sort of mediator, a third-party witness. Keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. So if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not point the fingers, say you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. And of course, that monologue Josh just delivered is from the 2006 film Rocky Balboa, a scene where Sylvester Stallone, as Rocky, gives a pep talk to his son, who is lost in life and anguished over his last name. Josh loves that movie. And I think this part of it, whether subconsciously or consciously, represents more to Josh than most. The lesson of that monologue is something Dominic instilled in him. Because Dominic, as I came to learn, is something of a father to Josh. Though you can't always tell it by the way Dominic treats him. Is it nice to have him here? Well, have who here? Josh. It's nice to have the dogs. Dominic can barely utter a nice word to Josh, even though he has flown a long way to essentially protect him. Dominic continues to act like Josh is just a constant thorn in his side. It's me. <laughs> That's what it is. He's a ray of sunshine when I'm around, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me. <clears throat> Nobody ever does. Yeah, thanks. We love you, too. Dominic has always been a large part of Josh's life, for better or for worse. Yeah, I've been with Dominic for quite some time. He's been a part of my life ever since I was five years old. I grew up without a father. I've never met my real father. So when he came into the picture, he was just another one of my mom's boyfriends at the time. I met him and I was like, yeah, right. You think, you think you're slick. <laughs> I know what you're up to, buddy. <laughs> so I give him glares. He looked at my mom and said, he don't mind him. You know, he, he doesn't like you much. He's like, that's okay. I don't like him either. <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> it's pretty harsh, Dom. You know, I'm mean, five years old, man. Come on, give me a break. And then we eventually, you know, sat down one night at dinner. Because uh, I, I guess my mother was saying, if you're going to go any further with me here, you know, you're going to have to, you know, get along with my son here. It's a package deal. And ever since then, we've been inseparable. So... He kind of filled that void that, you know, that I was in need of at that time. Josh says he spends the next couple of years living with his mom, Dominic, and Dominic's children, Camarie, Dom Jr., and Marina in Florida. Dominic and Denise had long broken up. The choices Dominic made proved too difficult for her to bear. 
Just like Camarie, the realities of living under Dominic's roof offer some interesting childhood experiences. I found out, fast forward to Florida, I'm playing hide-and-seek, and I jump behind the couch. And there's a shotgun strapped to the back of the couch. And I was like, okay, time out. <laughs> you know, because um, as they say in that life, you know, you're not going to hear them coming. You're not going to, you know, it's not like the movies, you know, where there's this, you know, they're professional. Did seeing that gun on the back of the couch change the way you felt about Dominic? Did it change your relationship at all? To be honest with you, I honestly think it made me think of him to be even tougher and cooler, you know, and even more, even more, I want to be a part of this story here. Did Dom ever try to steer you away from that life? Not so much. Because I can't remember any off the top of my head that he was saying, this isn't what you want to do. You know, there's this, there's a negative element to this. There's consequences and repercussions that come of this. Something that you would think a father figure um, would want to try and implement in this child or into their psyche. So I was just kind of left to just kind of raise myself and just kind of figure things out on my own. To Josh, Dominic seemed untouchable. He was macho. He was tough. And as a young teen, Josh desperately wants to prove himself to Dominic. The whole time I was trying to impress him with, with like literally, literally would go to him and his partners and, 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 and just be like, Whatever you guys want, whatever you guys need, you let me know. I, I, I want to show you, I could, you can look at me and consider me a legitimate tough guy and gangster like, you're, like I know you're used to dealing with. Like for real, like I'm not playing anything that you want, want me to do. And so he starts to drift into something that resembles that life. I wish he would have been a little bit more encouraging in the sense of, veering me away from that but like I said I think he saw that I was heading in that direction anyway so I think like Uncle Nino did him he told me Dominic if you're gonna do it anyway then this is how to do it I'm gonna show you how to do it right if you're gonna do it and he did you know one day Dominic comes to Josh and explains he has a job for him when I press Josh for details, he doesn't say much. Can you talk about that thing or no? Uh, well, I'm not going to get into detail about it, but I mean, a couple of things we did that I'm not going to mention. And then, you know, um, and then the, the, the thing with something he was supposed to go do, but I ended up saying, let me do it. So I did. And that's what got me locked up. Josh won't tell me what happened, but I know it was illegal. He got caught. This happens well after Dominic's life in Brooklyn, long after he turns on the mob. But you know what they say, old habits die hard. When Josh appears in court, he's offered a chance. The judge even looked at me and said, I'm telling you right now to your face, 
that I will give you a lesser sentence if you tell me where that where everything is and where it went and who you and all this stuff. And I was already set in my mind already that I'm going to be going to jail anyway. I told the judge basically he can kiss my ass in a sense and do what you got to do, bang your gavel and let's get this over with. I'm not telling you no names, especially that one. Josh refuses to rat on Dominic. He's sentenced to three years. Yeah, I mean, mother came to visit, girlfriend came to visit, my grandmother from California even came to visit. Um, no Dominic. <laughs> Dominic never visits. Still, even after that, continued to try and prove to him, you know, because I didn't have nobody else to be, you know, trying to prove myself to and get pats on the back and, you know, as like a father would, you know. That's all I was looking for. Never got it. Still never got it because it, ne- it was never good enough. But, I, 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 you know, for whatever reason, he had some issues being, I guess, the, the father that he would want to be based on his past with his dysfunctional situation with his father and Nino. When I see Dominic the next day, I have to know, why couldn't he be there? Why didn't he show up for Josh? The thing you went to jail for, though, was something that you were planning on doing to begin with, weren't you? That's what they say. I'm not going to admit to any of that. But, yeah, he stood up. Why didn't you visit him at all in prison? Because my reputation and I thought that I would be the wrong person to be visiting him, you know. I think I did the best by undercompensating by doing what I did. You know, now today I have different look on that, but it didn't matter back then, you know. And eventually he got out. He, he, did me how Nino did him. Um, and, you know, was schooling me into the ways of that life like Nino did him without any regard to how, what kind of, you know, long-lasting effect it was going to have on me in the future. Like, you're not supposed to do that. You know, so I've always been troubled. I've always been troubled with that. I, I don't, I don't, want to sit here and 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 um talk about the man like that cuz I love him dearly and I you know I I do appreciate what he 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 did fill a void for me but um yeah I mean I'm 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 upset you know to to the to the extent of you know um yeah things could have been a little bit better you know could have should have would I don't I don't really do that you know I still love him Dominic has always been bitter about the way Nino treated him. 
luring him into that life. Bitter that Nino's own children were sheltered from it. But he did the same thing. Why does... It feels like Dom gets, like, a million chances from people. (laughs) That he does. But then I think to myself, you know, at some times, at some point, but that's just the human... You know, the the humanistic way of me just having that kind of compassion in my heart to be able to say, you know, well, yeah, you know, damn, I know he did this and did that, you know, but, I mean, the guy's, you know, I mean, he's a human. I mean, you know, he's, he's, you know, everybody needs some loving. Something about talking to Dominic's children, both his biological ones and people like Josh, Show me a side of him no one else could. I'd heard about Vietnam, the DeMeo crew, Wild Nights and Ugly Truths. And yet, it's the stories I hear from these children of the mafia that resonate most with me. I think with these stories and, you know, stuff like this, what you're doing, and, and, and even the movies and stuff like that, I think it just gives people a little bit, just a little taste of without actually having to have been there and reap the damage that it actually causes in families and and for the people who have been there and have lived that life it's a completely different story from what you see glamorized in the movies and stuff like that so that's all they see is just that the glamorization and stuff like that I arrived in the desert with many different versions of Dominic Montiglio to consider I was trying to understand Dominic firsthand from the man himself But when I got there, I was greeted by a shadow of Dominic Montiglio, held together by pajama pants and a mismatched, multicolored tribal tee. It's painfully apparent to me that the glamour of his former life is now gone. All that remains for Dominic to hold on to are his stories. Dominic Montiglio is a man filled with longing and regret. In order to make sense of a life filled with this kind of pain, He's reimagined his stories into versions where others are to blame, where he's not at fault. Dominic Montiglio isn't a liar, but he's a master storyteller. And he uses these stories to protect one thing, himself. Mafia Tapes is produced by Gigantic Pictures for ID. The show is hosted, written, and produced by me, Celia Anaskovich. Story producers are Caitlin Colford and Maggie Robinson-Katz. Producers are Pamela Ryan and Jeff Spivak. Music by Allison Layton-Brown. Sound designer is Sam Baer. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.